Hey guys, uh, this is Boat uh, and Brandon podcast, and t- today we have a special guest, all the way from our first Him- guest, our first guest, all the way from Himalaya Mountains. It's uh, he, his name is Manas, and he was my best friend. He was my best friend in college, and we went to Purdue together. And today we just want to talk about some interesting topics which are pretty, pretty relevant and very deep. So it's like half relevant, half deep. Yeah. <laughs> half relevant. <laughs> half relevant, half deep. The dream. Yes. Hello, guys. This is Manus. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon. And this is Brandon. <laughs> you, all, you all know me. Yes. Yes. We all are here. So, so I would say, uh, you know, since you are tuning, how, what time is it there right now in India? Let me check. I was it's 9.20 p.m. 9.20 p.m. So right now, Eastern time, it's 11.50, and it's 9.20, you said. So as we were talking... Wait, what is what is 9.20 p.m. in 24-hour thing? 22... 21, 20, 21, 20. 21. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so we're just talking about how, like, India is 30 minutes instead of hour. What do you mean? Like, time zones... Yes, yes. India is very weird in that way because we are uh, like from GMT, we are five and a half hour ahead. So it's not just like a regular. Yeah, so it's a little trickier to do your arithmetic that way because otherwise it would have been really easy to like, you know, just subtract or add like whole numbers. Yeah. Yeah. But what's weird is Nepal. Nepal is five hours and three fourths of an hour ahead of GMT. So that's like even more weird. Uh (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it is fine if is talking when it comes to this mic. Do you think it's gonna be? Because what do you mean? Oh wait, yeah, it's right. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't think it's echoing. If, if that's what you're asking. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, because you're our guest, and I know you play well for sure. And but Brandon does really know you well, so I just tell him that you're from the town of Dehradun. Yes. And 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 he glued it and he's like oh like it's so pretty so <laughs> I, I, I found it on google earth okay yes. I, it looked very scenic um it's a it's a valley it's in the himalayas it's, nature uh, huh nature born nature born yes <laughs> well so, it's in the himalayas it's a valley uh, the name of the valley is called dune valley and the city is called Dehradun, which is named after the valley. And uh, so, like, the whole city is, like, in the valley. And then there are, like, mountains on uh, almost all sides, except for, like, this one little passage, which you can use to, like, get to the other side of, mm-hmm. like, all the plain side of India, like the, yes. So is it relatively, like, isolated from others? Uh, not really. Like, if, okay, so it's, like, 250 kilometers from Delhi so that's not very much nowadays but yes earlier like throughout history it has been very isolated Mm -hmm. but now with like better roads it is becoming like it's like a booming area now because of the better roads but earlier times yes uh, this was very isolated this is also like the last um, like this is the northernmost uh, of what the Britishers went when they were doing their archaeological surveys and uh, like surveys and everything like that like they would not usually they would not go northern than this Okay, that's very cool. That's very cool. And is it like, I know that the climate, it's mountainous, so the climate can be colder and, you know, it's 
But just a couple of degrees, yeah, not not that much. Really. Aren't that far. Is the thing about it. Aren't that far, but the climate yes. is different. Elevation. Yes. Level. Yes, that's because of the elevation. Yes. The elevation. Yes. It's because of the elevation, and I think it's also because of the the number of like uh, trees that are around here. Like there are more trees here than say in Delhi, for example. So mm-hmm. that also cools the area a lot more. Uh, there are like some national forests around and stuff like that, which makes it a little, like a little bit cooler. We are like around five degrees cooler, so, five to ten degrees, depending on the yeah. month. Five to ten degrees cooler than uh, Delhi Celsius. That's in Celsius. <laughs> that's in Celsius. <laughs> and New Delhi is like Indiana, I guess, because it doesn't have trees. <laughs> I think New Delhi like- does have trees. Okay, so New Delhi does have trees, but. Uh, It's just really hot. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I think it's because of the elevation, also because it's much closer to uh, Western India, which is like a desert area. So it's. I mean, it's not that much closer, but still, it's it's it gets hot there. Yes, very hot and humid in Delhi. Uh, yeah. Like, do you use solar power, solar panels, and stuff? Yes. Yes, I do have solar panels. Also, uh, like solar panels work a little better if you're elevated because the sun is a little brighter. Mm, that's just yeah, okay. yes. that makes sense <laughs> you can cook eggs cook eggs yeah cook eggs. eggs cook eggs in delhi you can in delhi okay so in delhi and in some cities in uh, southern india where it gets really hot like more than 40 degrees celsius i don't know how much that is in fahrenheit but yes you can like crack an egg on the like the tarmac and it like cook itself what the that, that does happen <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yes take that anyone mm. selling uh, fuel Yeah. We don't need fuel. We can just burn. We're just burning anyway. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I went to like a few Indian, you know, cafes around here, and I feel like I, I feel like in every place it's different Indian food, so it's pretty interesting. And th- does Dehradun has any uh, unique specialties? Oh, yeah. Oh, in terms of food? Yeah, like. Like Brian, what like what food do you think of like Indian food? Like oh, food, <laughs> like, like no, I'm mean, like... setting me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm curious about like any peculiar peculiarities about this state compared to compared to like the rest of India. Like what, yeah, like some special. Things He's just very special. narrow Indian specialist. He wants to narrow <laughs> expand my knowledge. Expand it. Okay, so well, my state in terms of food, my state unfortunately doesn't have that much of a special category of food. Like, re- like most states in India do have a, like a unique uh, kind of food that they have. My state, I would say, a lot of people are from. Uh, they're mostly from other states, so like the local people of my state, they do have their own kind of food, but that's not very popular. Like, very you will have to go to like a very specialty store, like a restaurant. To like try the local food, which is called Garhwali food. So like the Garhwalis are the native people of this state, and uh, in order to like get their food, you would have to go to some really special places. Uh, but just in day to day wise, we are like pretty much similar to whatever you'll find in any northern Indian city. I would say, like um, like at Purdue, we had this restaurant called Khana Kazana, and there, yeah, they they had food which is very similar to what you will find in a typical restaurant here like, i really like the restaurant i like the naan bread a lot in it it was it's a good restaurant and they yes i just had some naan bread like half an hour ago yeah what you have for dinner what you have for dinner okay what i had for dinner is okay i had some mutton kebabs and i had um mutton stew and i think brandon had breakfast still 
Okay, then I must be like torturing him or something. Yeah, making me hungry. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, other than that, I would say my state is unique because um, like something very unique is that it's in the Himalayas. Yeah. And most of, almost the whole state is, uh, okay, so our state used to be part of another state before. Uh, and then they had this thing where people in my state felt like they are being cut off from the rest of the politics and everything because they're so different and their problems are very different because they live in the mountains right. and the rest and the whole other state was in the uh, in the plains so they demanded a separate state for themselves so my state is very new we got our state uh formed in 1999 so it's a fairly new state. 1999 that's when i was born <laughs> <laughs> yes you're the same age as my state so. <laughs> So is that why, like, that's why I would say that politics, for example, in my state is very uh, new, like a lot of uh, leaders uh, who are in politics um, are, they're probably from the 90s, you know, they were very active in the 90s, and they were the ones who demanded the freedom of the, the state from the other state. It's not like, not exactly freedom, but like separate uh, entity to the so state. The way like a federalism and make sure they yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because if you have a separate state and then you get better representation because then you have your own state assembly and then you have your own high court, for example, because otherwise it was very difficult for people uh, in the hilly regions, you know, to travel all the way, like travel very far to go to like, for example, the high court or something like that to go to the um, and even the uh, politicians who would get elected from all these areas, they would live in the uh, state capital, which would be very far away. So they would lose uh, touch with like how the living is in the mountains and stuff like that. That's a good so that's, uh, that's a good, uh, yeah, I think, you know, especially when it comes to taxes also, right? Like, I wish it's more beneficial for Uttarakhand to make sure like they have separate tax base or something. Like, to make yes, sure there are some, there are some differences. Yes, yes, there are some, I mean, not just, yes. That your town is very popular for uh, retirees and tourists and stuff. Yes, right? tourists and retirees are the, they make up the most of the, it's like Florida. economy and uh, no ocean. Huh? <laughs> yes, I would say. Okay, so here's the thing. If you look at America, you will see that Florida is like a place for a lot of retirees and tourists. And I would say that's because the rest of the U.S., like for example, it gets really cold. For example, where you guys are now, or like, uh, like it gets cold. So people want to go to Florida to like escape the snow and like spend time at the beach. I would say it's a little bit other way in India. Like if you live in a really hot uh, northern Indian city, then you want to escape the heat and want to go someplace cooler, you know, so you would go to the mountains. So like, that's like, I, I would not directly compare it to Florida because <laughs> because definitely Florida is something very <laughs> unique, but, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, somewhat similar. Yes, yes. In, in that sense that a lot of retirees, they want to, they don't want to spend their, uh, you know, later years in a lot of heat and everything. So they escape to the mountains because it's, you know, a little easier to live. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's easier to, I would say it's easier to live, but it's a little harder to do business, for example, because the roads and everything get very different. But for living, definitely. If you're, that's why a lot of people retire here and they don't like do their majority of work from, from this area. And disconnects. Nature and like all those mountainous areas. And I was thinking about the motorcycle you you got, right? And yes. All the, so, how is it like in India? I know like all those mopeds and motorcycles are very popular. Very popular, yes. And so just due to congestion or? No, I think it's due to the good, better weather okay. and due that it's more acceptable to use motorcycle because, you know. Okay, I would say there are a lot of, uh, there, were, there are a lot of factors. Uh, I personally got a motorcycle because of the uh, traffic. 
because uh-huh. I think if you have a motorcycle, you can you can cut through the traffic a lot better. But I would say a lot of mirrors. Huh? You can break people's mirrors like this. Break people's mirror like yeah. uh, do this on their good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not not because of that, but I would say it's easier to easier to cut through traffic, and I would say a lot of people in India get two wheelers because uh, they're cheaper to acquire. Like they're the cost to buy them is definitely a lot less than a car. Uh, it, the temperature supports it, uh, not just the warm temperature, but even during the winters, for example, it doesn't snow mm-hmm. in most parts of India. So, like if it's not snowing, then you can ride your motorcycle throughout the year, which mm-hmm. is something, for example, you cannot do in in, in Indiana, for example. Yeah. So, and then uh, the fuel mileage is definitely a lot better on a two wheeler. So, except so, other than if you're like carrying your whole family with you and going somewhere, if you're just yourself or just one more person, you would it'll just be a little easier sometimes. Also, uh, finding parking is a lot easier if you have a two wheeler because it's yeah. two wheeler parking is definitely. Okay, a lot you know what's even better? Bike, bicycle. I mean, okay, a motorcycle is basically a bike, but just a little bit bigger than a yeah. than a bike. Yeah. If you think about it. <laughs> Like all those so which which motorcycle did you get? So I got the Royal Enfield Himalayan Scram 411. Oh, That's the whole name of the motorcycle. Like... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually it's a it's an Indian brand of motorcycles. Uh and they actually they really they um released this motorcycle like three weeks ago. So I was like the third or the fourth person to get this in my city, but it's really cool. It's basically meant for like uh 50% in the city and 50% off-road. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's not exactly an adventure tour kind of a bike, but like a little bit like a dirt bike, but also a little bit like a city bike. Like if you if you combine like a city and a dirt bike, you would get my bike. Now, do you live in the city or are you like further uh, in like the outskirts? So I live like five kilometers north of the city. I don't know. Do suburbs or food? five miles? Yeah. Huh? You live in the suburbs or food? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it didn't, uh, in India, we don't have that kind of uh, yeah. suburban sprawl as there is in a lot of American cities. But yes, I live five kilometers north of uh, the city, which is kind of actually like when I, when my parents bought this piece of land, it was basically like a suburb. But now it's turning a lot more into the city area. So like now when I leave my house and like walk outside, like it feels like I'm living in the city, but it didn't used to be like that before. Good investment, good investment. <laughs> I don't know how that is in terms of like living, but yes, in terms of property value, yes, definitely. I think what's very important is the language. And generally, like, you know, most people are just used to like, so like in England, they speak English, in Russian, they speak Russian, and in Russia, they speak in like, and Mongolia, they speak Mongolian, and, uh, France, and speak French, but nice. when it comes to Indians, yeah, guys. Want to keep going? But great, great general knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I think you. I think all the countries that you left out, they're gonna feel hurt. So I think you should continue to the yeah till you covered all of them. <laughs> yeah, and then and then in India, it's it's you know it's pretty unique in this sense, and you know a lot of people are like it's very interesting, and most people know you know most Hindi like Hindi speak Hindi, but there are also a lot of other languages which just Hindi isn't even like a super majority. Yes, it would not even make 50% of the population. Yes. Yeah. But even though that is the biggest one. But yes, I think around 500 million people speak it, speak mm-hmm. Hindi. And it's like world religion. I mean, massive. 
Yeah, that is a lot of people in absolute numbers, but it's not not that much when you take into account the whole population of India, mm-hmm. and even the Hindi that they speak, like all these five hundred million people, I would say like half or like a hundred million of them probably don't even know how to speak proper Hindi. They would like understand Hindi and stuff like that, but they probably not be comfortable speaking all the time in Hindi. For example, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, like they it might not it definitely won't be their first language. I would say. Yeah, sometimes I when I listen to some like, like I you know like I think Indian languages are kind of similar because they're still on one like Indian subcontinent, you know. So every time like I would okay, teach, I would try to figure out what language exactly it is, <laughs> but it's it's not easy. It's not easy. It's pretty hard. So okay, I can differentiate uh pretty well in terms of like northern Indian languages, but when it comes to southern Indian languages, really. Like if I hear them, I would not. I would not be able to tell them apart. Isn't? But that's something example, on me, no? <laughs> what is an example of a southern Indian? Is it dr- southern dr- Indian language? Yeah, like Dravi. So, like the biggest one I could think of is Tamil, for example, is really oh, yeah. big. Uh, then there is Telugu. Yeah, Telugu I remember we really had big. a dude in the next room and the door was speaking Tamil. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. He used to speak in Tamil. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's the reason why, like, everyone, uh, like, if you're doing interstate communication or if you're doing inter, um, like, if you're doing communications with the government, for example, they would probably, they would all prefer to do it in English because that way, like, everyone understands it because hmm. nobody wants to accept the other person's <laughs> language as, as the national language, for example, you know, so they've all settled on English. So let's settle on something which is third party so that there is no debate as to, like, you know, which language gets to be the right. uh, national language for example. Oh, so how's it called? Favorite. Lingua Franca. Is it called, yep. is it called Lingua Franca? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> is it Lingua Franca? It is called Lingua Franca. Wait, what is called Lingua Franca? I, I'm, Lingua I'm Franca not familiar. Language, the, like the language that we the most widely used. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. But, yes. yeah, I think like, in, like average, in, like they have pretty good, like, ev- ev- like overall English understanding is pretty well. Because like there are a lot of, like in China, Russia, like a lot of other like Poland or like a lot of countries, uh, you know, English isn't that widespread. Right, right. Yes, I did notice that when I was at Purdue. Like I noticed that, um, like when I when I used to talk to other people from other countries, definitely they would say that English is, except if you're like from Australia or UK, for example. Like yeah. definitely English would be a first language. But a lot of people are like we speak English only on like very rare occasions or something like that. But in India, I would say. Uh, like everyone wants to learn English and the reason for that is because your opportunities grow exponentially if you learn English because then you can work pretty much everywhere in the country mm-hmm. That's you know, in that way yeah. and uh, and all the jobs which demand you to like move within states for example they would all require you to know good English um, and all the companies that require you to communicate with the government for example they would require mostly for you to know English you know so that makes English a very um, desirable language for uh, Indians to learn at least they should know English and then the second language could be whatever that they that yeah. they speak at home. For example, but know? like I noticed in your family, you speak in Hindi, right? But you still like yes. speak English too, like text in English. Yes, 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 yes. But I would say that we speak, we speak like ninety-seven percent English, not ninety-seven percent Hindi, and then three percent would be like English. I remember my sophomore year, I was, I was confronting Manas by, by saying that you should hundred percent use Hindi only. <laughs> I think that's very difficult nowadays. Like. 
like for example computer what would you call computer in hindi like i'm sure there's a word yeah, for it but nobody it. use nobody calls it that you know yeah you can still call it computer but okay i was thinking that like just like general you know obviously like new inventions are in english we can okay yes like the internet for example it's the internet you know everyone yeah. calls it except you can call it like the web or something <laughs> well web is that is english too i guess right no like the web is like a spider web so you just okay like, Yes, yes. So like if you're really hardcore Hindi speaker, like there are some people who are like, I do not want to use any foreign word. I'm going to stick to completely speaking Hindi. They do definitely do that. But then but then you reach an extreme where like nobody understands. You know, like if you say instead of web, you say like the equivalent of like a spider web or something, then nobody would understand. Yeah, there are people who are really opposed to other languages. Like my grandma. So I would, for example, call Manas back home. I would call him like and I would talk in English to him. My grandma was in the room and she's like, <laughs> talking the english it sounds like so german and like, just like <laughs> allergy to everything and dramatic so she was telling me like something is like it's like a nazi in my it's like you sound like a nazi in my room or something <laughs> so it's a pretty fun thing well, like, I, when we the, wait it's good to know that she was saying that because you were sp- speaking in english and not because you were speaking to me because otherwise i would be <laughs> <laughs> just speaking but uh you know like <laughs> In like a lot of people, like I was, uh, you know, one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, very famous monuments was yes, like Taj Mahal, right? And like you know, you know who built it, Brandon? Uh, Some Mughal. Yeah. Laborers. Laborers. A lot of people are confused about what Mughal is. Wait, what Mughal is? Yeah, it's Mughal, very, Mughal people are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because, because like I never, I still can't really know. I mean, I know they're north. Are they? Yeah, they're like they're from Central Asia. Hmm? So okay, so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a brief okay. historical thing. Yeah. For this. Although I'm not an expert, and I did study I this in in hey, school, I but I the historical minute. Kind. <laughs> no, no, I did learn this in um, in high school. Uh, but I don't remember all of it. Like I don't remember the dates more specifically. But I would give you like a brief thing. So like there used to be uh, all kingdom. Like India used to be separated into a lot of kingdoms uh, before, and then uh, all these were predominantly Hindu kingdoms with layer rulers and everything. Uh, where the predominant religions were Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism. These would probably dominate the the country, and then mostly people would be irreligious but uh but history will tell you that they're all hindus anyways um then the mughals then mughals were basically people from central asia yeah. like present day kazakhstan uh, tajikistan kind of area mm-hmm. and they entered india through like um through afghanistan present day pakistan like another silk road like those silk road going to china but that's another yes. path what's it called i forget yes yeah it's called the silk route i think it's called the silk route many roads yeah there are many roads of interest yeah yes 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 there is a special route for india but that's i know i knew russia and india were connected for some route also like india and russia yeah we're connected for some like i mean the silk road is just a term yeah i know it's any any like ancient road i guess right no but i guess this route silk route is the is the real okay okay cool like coming from uh, like from China Chinese, to like Chinese Central Asia and then like going through like Southern yeah, Europe. Yeah. And, yeah. So you're saying Chinese one is fake. What? Wait, what did you say? Chinese so crowd is fake. Do they always end in China. <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> um, Actually, wait, we were talking about. We were talking about the Mughals. Yeah. 
Yes. So the Mughals, they came from like Central Asian mm-hmm. uh, areas. They had their kingdoms there. And then they entered through um, like in, uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan into present day India. And then they pushed uh, all, not completely. Like, they, they didn't go all the way to the south of India, but they went to like half point. I would say like the like if you look at the map of India, mm-hmm. uh, you would, they would they went to like the upper fifty yeah. percent uh, of India, which is a lot, especially in those days to manage. It's a large territory, and it's also that they didn't have uh, so they had the ruler, the emperor would be called the so this kingdom was called the Mughal kingdom. I don't know why it's called the Mughal kingdom. I don't know the linguistic background for that, but mm-hmm. but they're all people are called Mughals. They used to speak uh, Farsi. Iranian, oh, they, they used to speak. Okay. So, broken off of the Timurid, or I know something, some connection to the Mongols and Timurid dynasties. Um, I know Mongols invaded Mughals. Well, it was this was much. Uh, did the Mongols uh, invade the Mughals? No, no, you know, no I don't think so. The, Mong- the Mongols were earlier, much earlier than. Yes, yes. The Mongols were much earlier than the Mughals. The Mughals were in the, I don't know when they entered India, but like around 1000 year AD to like, they lasted till like, wait, not 1000. I would say they were, they were much like later than that. They were like 1400, 1300, 1400 to 1757. Right. Okay. Mas, do you know what EU4? Do you know what EU4? Remember Jake used to play it when you have to conquer maps, like you have to conquer kingdoms on the map. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think it is. Brand plays it. Brand's playing, right? Yeah, I played it. Civilizations. There's a game, right? Civilizations also. Yeah, I also like so. Those are fun games. I remember, Blood, you showed me that game where they had this, um, like the disease would spread throughout through different countries. Oh, yeah. Plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, predicted. Blood's responsible for COVID. Yeah, we're not in with. Yeah, they probably used to have training, but in, yeah. in 2018, he was practicing his COVID spread. He was practicing all these like different strategies so that it spreads the most. And then, yeah, COVID, yeah, COVID stuff. But if we talk about the thing is the Mughals were Islamic, right? Yes, yes, yes. So Islam were there. They brought. Um, so they were the second num- people who brought Islam to India. So the yeah. first people who brought Islam were like thousands of years before, like during the time of Prophet Muhammad, they brought Islam to India. Just the same way, for example, with Christianity, like um, Apostle of India, there's an Apostle of India who brought Christianity to India when Jesus Christ was, like he just died, and then they brought Christianity to India. So that was the first round of Islam and Christianity when it came to India, like very in the very initial days. But then uh, Islam became like a much bigger religion in India, especially in northern India when the Mughals came. So they brought Islam with themselves because uh, a lot of people just converted Islam. Islam also, all along these trade routes. Sorry, yeah. what, what but was Jesus born in India? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Did he live? Okay, that's a actually that's a debatable question because mm-hmm. the answer to that is debatable because some people. Um, there's a conspiracy theory. I don't know if this podcast <laughs> yeah, allows conspiracy theory or like if Spotify is going to take it down. Okay, but if if you, there is a conspiracy theory which says that during the years when Jesus Christ was like, I don't know what it's exactly called, but um, like there's some four or five years, I don't know if it's exactly four or five, but some years which are like disappeared through history. Like nobody knows what he did during that time. 
and just after he uh, like he disappeared like he was a carpenter and then he disappeared and then four or five years later he came back and then he was this holy man and a lot of people believe that he actually went on a travel route to india and then he became like a hipster kind of a person <laughs> everyone was like he's so hip and he truly became jesus jesus only after going to india hmm. <laughs> okay that's a conspiracy theory i do not back that up so like any uh christian haters can just like calm down <laughs> right right and that's uh, just a conspiracy theory yeah it's a good one it's yeah I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting one to think about it like if you think about it that's interesting but i remember i was telling you like well look hinduism is a religion stuff and you were telling me that hinduism is not a very religion it's a you said quote way of life <laughs> well i guess any religion yeah, yes you can say that mistake, Okay, okay. I will explain another statement. So the reason why I said that is because uh, Hinduism is very unique from other religions in that because there is no set uh, anything. Like in other religions, you believe in like okay, this is the god or like this was this happened. Like any one particular like part of the Bible or the Testament or something, you can say you cannot you cannot be part of Christianity and say you not you do not believe in Jesus. Okay. You know, but but that's completely okay with Hinduism. Like you can be a Hindu and say, I do not believe in this God. I don't believe in this God. I do not believe that this thing was true. I do not believe that this was true. You can you can even believe that nothing, all of this is bullshit. But so, what are the core? Like, if you identify as Hindu, you have to. There's some similarities. Yes, there has to be some. Yes. So that's that's debatable. Uh, some people would like people would answer it differently. I would say. like present day uh, a lot of people say that if you are from uh, the indian subcontinent you are a hindu so but that's a little debatable yeah. because there are a lot of other religion people of other religion also okay. here uh, i would say that n- there are uh, certain um, teachings uh, the oldest teachings in hinduism mm-hmm. uh, the vedas and i think a lot of people who hardly at least have a basic belief in the vedas they are they are considered hinduism but anything built on top of it for example the concept of god or like the um like different gods and different stories that are attached to these gods like you don't have to believe in them or you can believe you can choose to believe in one particular like one particular god more than the other one like everyone has their own preference depending upon uh, yeah so like everyone has their own favorite god i would not say favorite but like the one that they feel more connected to if you'll ask them they'll say they feel more connected to their story or like but, their mm-hmm. for example a lot of females for example there are a lot of uh, female uh, goddesses in in hinduism so a lot of females they would be like oh i feel i want to feel as powerful uh, like as uh, embodied like they they want to um, be as bold as certain goddess was in 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 her story for example you know so that gives them strength in their life for example like it you know like what religion basically does to like help you with but just what confused me about it, about hinduism is vegetarian is vegetarianism something you just like very cultural even before hinduism began or does hinduism require vegetarianism or how mm, how do vegetarianism and hinduism intertwine okay Okay, so that's a good question. Um, okay, so uh, first of all, you can be a Hindu and you can be non-vegetarian. So you can eat meat and still be a Hindu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you do not have to be vegetarian for that. Mm-hmm. But I would say that a lot of Hinduism, Hindu people, um, the kind of Hinduism that they believe in requires uh, uh, non-violence and like 
a certain attraction towards animals and nature, for example, which basically prohibits them from uh, from like eating meat. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a little different than like veganism, for example. It's just vegetarianism. Like yeah. you can eat milk because that is like you can use uh, things which are made by animals. Um, but for example, uh, like a lot of people who are vegetarian, uh, they would drink milk. For example, they would be fine with drinking milk because they think that uh, cow giving milk is like like the cow is meant to like give milk. It's 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 like even if the calf like uh, feeds off of the milk, there is still enough milk there for like humans to eat off. So it's not a little, it's not like torture to the animal. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, uh, yeah, that's why a lot of people, and also like uh, like I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. Uh, Hinduism do not in Hinduism does not for the most part allow eating of beef. So like cow meat is definitely a big no in India, uh, and that's because uh, a lot of people believe that cow is a very sacred animal and i would say it's primarily because in the olden times when you know cows used to provide you with milk which is which provides you with like tons of nutrients and proteins like apart from grains like you can grow grains in your field but the it's like a very wholesome product you know milk like milk gives you cheese milk gives you so many yeah so a lot of people love to like take care of cows they wanted to like have more and more cows so that you can have more and more milk Guys, huh? don't don't kill cows, people. Cows are nice. Whenever <laughs> I go to Chipotle, I'm like, you know, I try not to eat red meat when I have an option to eat chicken. So, I, and then when I come to Chipotle, I always get chicken burrito because I'm like, hey, I don't want to you know, kill cows. Because cows are very smart animals, actually. Like, did I send you one that species in video? Sort of. About species and how we... Yes, I mean, there is a... Okay, so there are a lot of people who, who, who like... Uh, make an argument that oh just because the animal is smart that makes that you should not be killing them like a lot of like for example with octopuses a lot of people say that oh they're really smart you should not be eating octopus yeah but i think the way that hinduism uh makes you look at vegetarianism is that it doesn't matter like what the intelligence of the animal is like you're just mm. you should just refrain from like killing and eating animals what but what are the, then what are the top three most sacred animals in most sacred animals i would yeah. say the cow is definitely number one Mm-hmm. Number two, elephant. Elephant, okay. Based, <laughs> and then I would also say monkeys are monkeys. Okay. okay, monkeys are, are kind of sacred because there is a there is a monkey god in Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Hanuman, and he is uh, he's basically a monkey, but he's also a god. So, um, like, he speaks to humans and everything, but he's a monkey basically. He's like a big monkey. And uh, so that's why, like, uh, a lot of people, they, they do not want to, like, harm monkeys because they're like, oh, these, this monkey is probably, like, a, this reminds oh, me of that god. You know, don't hurt it. Oh, Donkey Kong, really big monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a super monkey. Super yes. monkey. Yes, the story goes that he even lifted a whole mountain. Oh. And he flew with, like, a whole mountain. Yeah, and about uh, monkeys, like, monkeys are, like, very, you know, fun animals because they really resemble humans, for sure. And... Like you said that there are monkeys around in around your house, right? Could you tell us some fun stories about some wild monkeys? Fun stories about monkeys? Yeah. yeah there are yeah. no fun stories. They're all sad stories, which all start with us planting something like tomatoes or bring, like uh, some eggplant or something like that. And then the monkeys just coming and eating it when we're not there. So that's no fun story. But I would say a little interesting story would be like, um when i was a kid i was once riding my bike around a park 
um like i was riding my bicycle you know and my bicycle had this thing like you know in some bicycles you have this thing at the back to like uh like a person can sit on it too but you can also put like stuff on it like it's called a carrier mm-hmm. you know how some bikes have this thing yeah. behind them yeah yeah where you can like put files there you can put some groceries if you want like that was the kind of thing i had at the back and i remember i was riding my bike around the park and then one girl who was just standing there said manas you have a, you, there's a monkey behind you and i was riding my bike and i was like okay and then i just like looked back at the at like to see if maybe a monkey is chasing me or something but apparently the monkey was sitting behind me behind me on the on the bike and then when when i looked back it just like ate not ate but like it bit me so as you guys see you can't see to, like, take my ear. face but actually manas doesn't have an ear <laughs> yes that's why i'm like recording it through here so that you don't see my so that's a missing ear how you know she would always tell everyone that she lost ear in a fight He was fighting for some girl who was attacked by five guys and that's how he lost his ear but actually the monkey monkey it was because of monkey yes yeah monkey. no actually it was very bad because i was a kid and then i remember i used to get a lot of shots because the monkeys they like they could spread like rabies or something like that so i remember i used to go and they used to yeah and then i had like a lot of like my whole ear got swollen and then i remember i was a kid so i don't remember the pain part of it but i remember that they put me like through a whole rabies thing like so that i don't get any because there's are like wild animals they're not pets you know so they they might have god knows what in them and especially this monkey because this monkey went rogue so like you know how sometimes some animals like they just go crazy and they start like attacking humans yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to like yeah so you have to bring them down yeah, 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 yeah. but you know before like we on, yeah before we move on to another topic that just the last question is how do you protect your how do you protect your property your family yourself from this monkey invaders <laughs> from monkey invaders uh, <laughs> we have uh, like a fence around our house which is like electric fence so okay. that keeps the monkeys out um because they don't jump anymore because before they they used to like pass through my house so like if they go into the main road mm-hmm. from like where they live in the trees they would go through my house uh-huh. but now since we have this fence they like go around the house uh-huh but they're still there but they do not dare to like come inside because they know that if even if they somehow jump inside it will be very hard for them to get out oh so, that's yeah, so they don't do that anymore yeah they don't do that anymore but you have pets right you have a dog And yes which is useless against monkeys by the way but <laughs> all all my dog does is that she barks when she sees the monkeys and let us know that there are monkeys and she gets very excited because she wants to do something but these monkeys they're very smart they just like climb on like higher elevations and then they just look at the dog and the dog is like oh wow oh, wow oh, like barking at it but do they mock the dog yeah, yes sometimes they do yes monkeys they're very they can be very mean sometimes you know they can they, they can laugh at you Yeah. Like they can slap you, they can steal things from you. Like if you're eating a banana, they might just like, like if you're eating a banana and you're under a tree, like they would just like come down from the tree, like grab your banana and just like go away. Like you would not even notice. Like a lot of like mostly it's not with bananas. Mostly nowadays people don't eat bananas under trees. But uh, like if you're wearing sunglasses, that happens very frequently. Like if you're wearing sunglasses, the, the monkeys will, just, and if you like go near a monkey, they will just take your sunglasses. and then run up the tree and you will have to go and you will have to go and get them like mangoes or bananas and only then will they give you your sunglasses back it's kind of like crows so i can rush it the same thing with crows with people you know crows the birds the crows right crows 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 yeah oh, crows. so the crows they would steal yeah they would steal jewelry yeah crows really yeah they're smart and monkeys like what thing about them though is 
they are also very like you can't mock them back, right? Like you told me that you better not mock, you better not like, laugh at the monkey. I mean, it's better, it's best to stay away from them because they might <laughs> know sure. what mischief they're up to. Because they also come, they also usually stay in big gangs. So, like, if there's one monkey, that means there are like at least twenty monkeys with that monkey. You know, they don't live alone. It's a gang. That's yeah, a so gang like if you. Yeah, it is a gang of monkeys always. So like if you mess with one monkey, for example, if you really did, like if you really hurt a monkey, like it's not just like religious grounds, but like if you hurt a monkey, like all these 20 monkeys are going to surround your house and they like, they like ruin your, ruin your garden. They will create a menace. Like anyone who come out, they'll like attack it. Like it'll make very difficult for you to live there if you like, wow. yeah, if you mess with any monkey. So it's, it's better to like, yeah, it's better to like not do. Do they have anything. gang wars? gang wars not in my house not near my house but i know that in some indian cities there are like separate gangs of monkeys and then there are certain areas where these monkeys have like gang wars so like um, yeah there's actually a nat geo uh, series about that where like monkeys are just fighting with each other yeah so to our listeners if you guys want to hear more uh speak more of like gang crazy wild monkey gang battles you can yes. watch National Geographic. Uh, yeah, there is a Nat Geo documentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not sponsored, but we'll just plug it in. That yes, there is a Nat Geo documentary, and they cover like all the all the lifestyle of a monkey. They cover like that. There's a group leader, and everyone listens to the group leader. He's like the oldest monkey, and then there are like nice. baby monkey, all that, and then so, they fight for territory. So from this provocative topic. <laughs> let's move to another provocative topic Brand, I think we wanted to talk about it I think you had a topic prepared didn't you? yeah but I, was, I just wanted to talk about the you know, that, that news that so news we'll that broke the internet we'll end on mine really? okay because it's an easy topic that we could just kind of wrap up on alright 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 guys well I guess we're going to go from a hard educational topic to another hard educational topic it's not that hard which is I mean Hey, we're just very smart. But there's another <laughs> one, which is libertarianism. So libertarianism is a very uh, interesting topic. And honestly, I didn't know anything about libertarianism until Malas told me about it. And <laughs> yes, there are not many people. I don't know how to, di- I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's like a dig at me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's, I just want to have this group discussion with you guys about, like, what is libertarianism? Is, is Mo- Monas, or do you consider yourself a libertarian? Okay, I would say, I would refer from, like, using any, like, I would not describe myself as a libertarian. I'm, I'm a little more inclined. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're going to have a Wikipedia article. About that. I would say, the, like, I would, I have a little more inclination, inclined okay. a little bit towards libertarianism more than a regular right. person. I would not. He's not a libertarian. He's not. Must be like, must like I'm not an anarchist. He's like just like you know, average citizen. But when man becomes like a, you know, he's like. I would not. Like, I would not say I'm like an anarchist or like a what? What is that word? Agorist. That's a word, right? Really? Oh, Ag- that's what you on Twitter. This dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's, that's that's actually a term agorist like they're like basically people who believe in anarchy and stuff like that. i would say that's a little too extreme but i think I, okay i think that there is no harm in 
being skeptical of the of the things that the government does and like making yeah. sure that the better off we are with less interference from the government the better off we are like i'm not saying that you should remove the government completely mm-hmm. i'm not, i would not go to like that limit of libertarianism but i would say definitely in any ways we can make sure that the government is least interfering in what so we're doing that's what better is right is the idea of limiting Liberty. the power of government is it is it about limiting the power of government or promoting the freedom Liberty. of individual? Yes, it's more about like individual um, liberty and individual right to like exercise your own uh, thought and exercise your own way of life that you want to live. As long as it doesn't like hurt the other person, I think you should be. You know, people to. are really scared of libertarianism for some reason. People would rather really? pick authoritarianism. People would rather be controlled than, you know, have, because yes. people- Freedom is scary. Because I mean, freedom is scary. Yes. And it's, you know, people talk about stability. And also the problem is many people confuse libertarianism with anarchism, anarchy. So what's the difference you guys think about between libertarianism, libertarians and anarchists? Anarchy, anarchy is destructive destructive i wouldn't say it's always destructive. It, it is a negative word it is a negative word like anarchy is definitely a negative word i would not think anyone uses that in yeah. like a positive way you know like yeah like, i think like libertarians anar- supports at least some sort of social cohesion or like working together i mean mm-hmm. most of them do part. yes yeah Versus there are definitely uh, there are definitely extreme libertarianists who are like anarchists, borderline anarchists. Okay. And I would say that's, that's uh, like, they, they take a very hard line. Like that's true with like any, uh, like any form of uh, uh, like, it's like, it's, it's the same way with like uh, Democrats or with Republicans. Like they're definitely extreme versions of those which are even bad, you know? Like I'm sure there are, there are like far right crazy people and there are far left crazy people. Yeah. You know? In the same way there are far, I don't know, up, down, whatever, <laughs> libertarian people who are like extreme. And definitely if you are not from, or if you do not prescribe to that, you always take the examples of people who are extreme to like show that, oh, these, see, these people are so terrible. Like, for example, if I want to hate on some far, like if I want to hate on some left or right, I would give the examples of some far left crazy person who said something or tweeted something or like some far right people who said something, you know? So like, that's what everyone does. And a lot of people, I, I would say mostly a lot of people who are libertarian, they're very passionate about libertarianism, you know? And that's why they, a lot of people put them in like the extreme version, you know? Like they're very, like a lot of people who are mild, right? Yeah. Like Remember mild, us, mild. We, watched, we watched the video. There's some libertarianism, libertarian party primary. And there was one yes. saying George that, that driver license should be abolished. That what's driver's, driver's license should be abolished. <laughs> Yes, and that's actually that's and that's the thing with libertarianism. It's very difficult to have conversations about it because because then these all things come up. Like for example, what about driver's license? For example, a lot of libertarians would say, "Oh, I'm not extreme. I'm just saying that driver's license should not be a thing. Like if I buy a motor vehicle, I yeah. should be allowed to drive it." But my mom thinks everyone below age of forty should not be allowed to drive. this <laughs> <laughs> ideology? Like when I mean, with monkey, when we when we evolved from monkeys from no, I mean like from, when was it, which one? 
which libertarianism oh yeah i don't know i guess okay i would say libertarianism is a is a very uh american uh first con- it is a very american first uh concept yeah. like uh like it, most people that i talk to in india they go they go like you're completely crazy for what you're saying but in america a lot of people at least listen to what you're saying because i think uh like the founding principles of america are a little bit more uh suitable with libertarianism you know in that uh like for example if you look at all uh like uh countries or kingdoms before america you would see that all of them are like either like have rulers which dictate everything or have uh like um you know they 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 all have like this very rigid system of control and taxation and everything and then america is this country which like broke away from that system um and had this principles of like liberty self you know we have yourself before the the system or the government you know like so that's why um it's more suitable for the american political atmosphere but And I think that's where the libertarianism, like that's okay. where it stems. And the flag, the flag. Of- I would say that the true libertarian was um, who's that guy? Oh my god! Um, the one who invented the flag. No, who's that guy? Uh, the famous president, the second or the third president of the U.S. Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. From yeah, what about him? Wait, Thomas Jefferson, right? No. What about him? <laughs> Maybe screwing it up. Yeah. Not, we're gonna be banned for spreading fake news. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 like for example, he he brought in like a lot of uh, uh, principles, like uh, like you should not like tax like whiskey that is made in the south, and you should not tax this, you should not tax that, blah blah blah. Like everyone, I think he was also the one who said that um, every like the American dream or not the American dream, but the American concept should be that everyone should have like enough land for everyone to sustain out of by themselves so that there is least okay. dependence on other other people what is it called that's why natural uh, it's called it's called something it has the word natural, yeah. natural yeah. yeah 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 like self dependent economy and stuff yeah. like that and that's that, that's what america followed for like the first um 5 10 years Like it didn't uh, trade much with Europe, for example, because it wanted to have uh, everything like your own you know? protection. But but what about like the flag? The flag is pretty interesting. Libertarian flag. I don't, I don't know what it looks like. You really don't? Mm-hmm. Do you know like don't, oh, really? don't tread me flag? <laughs> I know the slogan. Like you know this flag of uh, with the snake and the yeah. head cut off. Yeah, isn't that the? But that's not the official. That's not the official Libertarian flag. But, but I would say a lot of. Yeah, people use it as a motif. Yes. For... Yeah, like if you if you would look at the Libertarian Party, they do not use that flag, obviously. But a lot of libertarians use that flag as to say that you know, like, don't tread on me. Interesting. You know? So let's just talk about the just talk about the ways the government can be dangerous and like what are some aspects of the government that you know libertarians want to limit. Just in general. Okay, I think li- uh, libertarians at uh, at the core are people who are very scared of authoritative governments mm-hmm. and how governments have been in the past. For example, if you would look at like uh, I don't know, the extreme example would be like a Nazi regime, for example. You know, like if you are under Nazi regime, then you have to do everything as what you're told by 
the Nazi party, for example, you know, then it becomes like whatever you do is dictated by certain people who have certain ideology and it might not like go with your ideology, but like you are like made to follow their ideology, you know? So like, that's what I think a lot of libertarians are scared of. And, and a lot of times they go to the extreme and then people say, oh, you're crazy. But, you know, they, they have this inherent, I would say they have this inherent fear that if libertarian principles are out, then there would be all authoritative governments. For example, like, like there are many in, for example, Europe, the, Europe has had. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's true. But why are people so scared of libertarians? What is inside the human nature that makes us, you know, so frightened of this idea? What is inside of us? Actually, I, I actually have a theory about that. I think like I, because I used to talk a lot, uh, like when I first like talked about this with a lot of my Indian friends, they all had this one point of concern, which is that if you take out uh, government, then the people who have the biggest muscles would be the ones who would just take control of like maybe smaller areas but they would be the ones who will be in charge, you know? So it will not be like, you are thinking that, oh, libertarianism would mean uh, like freedom and then you would be able to do whatever, but actually you would end up in a system where you would be controlled by people who have more muscle than you, who have more money than you, who have just better luck than you, for example. But I guess in that way, that's how even today is, you know, for like even nowadays, yeah, like, people who have more money control you. People like, who let's more my grandma. Like another grandma, not that grandma I was talking to before, but I was talking about before, but another grandma, you know, who's, who, you know, who owns a lot of property. She's very, she's very business-like, even though she's at 80 something, right? But she's very authoritarian in her mind. She's very authoritarian, right? And sometimes you try to tell her that you would benefit monetarily. You benefit that way, that way from just generally like libertarianism and more freedom. But she's still... Like there's some people who just go against their own interest, just so scared of just, you know, more freedom, but that they would just go, they would even go against their own interest, even against their own wallet. Like what's, what, how can you explain that? I mean, at the same time, I mean, the government protects rights, it, you know, like it ensures um, things or it's supposed to ensure like equality and all that. And without it, it, I mean, it, government serves a, a purpose, you know. I guess yes. safety. Safety, the government, yes. people, crime. Yes, that's what, yes, and that's the biggest concern what people bring up when I say libertarianism. They always think like, oh, there'll be no government, so there'll be no police, and then the people with the biggest muscles would just like control everyone, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like if you remove the police out of, if you would remove the police out of the US, then everyone who has the biggest muscles or the most amount of, uh, weapons or whatever, they will just take control. Elon yeah. Musk, and then we <laughs> their ideology. Elon Musk. Yes, yeah, so Musk. that's the that's the extreme of uh, libertarianism, and that's very harmful. So, so I last, guess the last question of this topic is: Should police be defunded? <laughs> no, <laughs> private. Should be private. Yeah. Private. Should courts be private? No. Should things like that be private? Like there are private prisons. Why can't police be? Private? I mean, there are prisons that are run for profit. Yeah, so many police should be around the profit. Should, but okay, but I think that's uh, that's okay. I think the difference there is that if you run the justice system with uh, profit, then the incentives would be such that 
they would incarcerate more people but yeah. if you have just the prisons which are private then it's people who are already like assigned prison time they are just put up in this privately yeah. run yeah. and owned uh, prison and i understand that for governments actually for governments it's hard to provide any service like any service which the government provides is shit so like <laughs> and that might Cool. I don't know if I can cool. say shit on this podcast or not, but yeah. like it's it's bad. So like, um, yeah. for example, like I will give you examples from India. For example, India used to have a lot of state-owned companies. Um, like Indigo, the, like Indigo. Not not Indigo. Indigo is private, but there's oh, wait, Air, Air India. India. Air India, yes. Air India used to be a government-owned airlines. Yeah. So the government-owned airlines, they the government first thought that oh, it'll be amazing. We will run it, and then it'll be in our control. You know, no private person would be owning it and these this all happened during the 70s and everything where india was india was uh, india is a third world country so it doesn't it didn't incline with uh, like it it wasn't with like ussr but it was a little bit more leaned to the ussr than um than with the uh, the nato bloc um but but then also india uh, had a large large population and most of them lived in poverty and that's like basic grounds for like more socialist policies to form but that's definitely has been changing since the nine since the 1990s and that's why you would say see that like after 1990s india has seen immense growth in uh business and everything and that's primarily because the government is now letting go little by little of all uh government owned become better because you don't have to incentivize it for arresting more people you can create a system that a balanced equation that involves you know number of arrests number of non arrests you know i think you can create a, like no but but each case like, is different different you know like you cannot say put a number on the maximum limit of arrest but because there might be something crazy in that city or in that area where which which demands more arrest you know so it's very tricky to like i don't see like someone who says that police should be private or like um i would say they need to bring up a good clause for uh, why that is the case oh fun fact i would say my city is probably the only city in india which has private police wow so i can tell you one no 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 it, but it's not <laughs> but it's not private private police i would not say it's private police i think what they do they, so first of all they're not allowed to make arrests all and they do not carry any weapons so what they do is i mean we have the main police which is the government police which does all the arrests and everything but we also have this special police uh, which uh, job is to like uh, like if you're doing anything wrong they would like record it oh okay like, yeah, they wear they wear like a different uh, yeah. yeah they're like they're like you know all the huh and compared to american police <laughs> yeah <laughs> like all they do is just record it so that they have evidence like they re- record crimes which like first of all if you, they see something which is escalating they would call the real police but uh, if they see something which is doesn't require the real police they would record it and then that will be shown in court that oh see you did this like for example if i ride my motorcycle without my helmet which you're not supposed to do like it's not that they will stop me and arrest me you know all that they do is they will record me on my bike riding the motorcycle without a helmet and then they'll send it to court and say see this person was riding it i have video evidence that's that that's interesting i think so that's so yeah and i think you break their cameras you just like hit their camera you can i mean if you if you are really that kind of a person you can like There's have all your friends like you beat them and take their cameras yeah so i mean yeah. they're not meant to substitute the real police but they're meant to like aid 
like if, if they see you doing something violent, they'll call the real police. We're monitor. I, I'm gonna for my personal uh, information. They'll close and monitor this private police uh, situation. Oh, one one good thing about private police that in my city is that they, it is seasonal. For example, during the summer summer months. Huh? <laughs> yes, it's like a seasonal fruit. Yeah, it doesn't grow. No, it's because I think uh, instead of increasing, so okay, so my uh, state gets a lot of tourists, right, who come from the rest of uh, India, and in order to have enough uh, police force for that many people, they would need to have a huge police force. But then, if you take out the summer months, then the rest of the year there are not that many people in the state, so there would be tons of policemen for people. So what they do is they have this private company or contractors or whatever who are active during these summer months where a lot of tourists are coming, and instead of the doing any instead of making arrests or anything like that they just record things so that oh, yeah so that way government saves some money and because it's very expensive to have a policeman to hire a policeman you know right let's just go to the next topic now okay <laughs> all right so and the news i don't know monis you're familiar with will smith slapping yes curse rock on yes the oscars <laughs> yes, I was just telling Bulat that it's CGI. I don't think it's real. Do you guys think it's real? <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people who actually thought that it was staged um, for whatever reason. To, be more, to get more views. Because the Oscars, I think the, the viewership actually has been decreasing for a while. Yeah. Um, yes, I When I first saw the news, like I think Bulat sent me this, that, oh, see, this happened. And I was like, this is bullshit. This is definitely staged. Like well, this looks too staged to. I'll need to slap Brennan on, my, on our podcast. I'll slap him right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, see now if you do it, then it's staged because you just said that you were going to. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, what makes you think that it was? Do you actually think it was staged, or is that just? Actually, I don't know. I didn't. I'm not very confused because when I look at, like, I saw some pictures which are like taken at very like stills which are like, yeah. which show yeah. that his face actually like there's the slap, the effect of the slap on his cheek is like visible yeah. in those pictures so it's not like you know how in movies sometimes they just like make the hand go near the face yeah it's not uh, real make a slap. But I, yeah so in those pictures it definitely looked it was real but as far as it's concerned about like if it's staged or not something fishy which i found which i thought was fishy about that was that how chris rock reacted to getting slapped like oh. he he like he like uh will smith like slapped him and then he just face just went like that and he was like like I don't know. I just I think if you slap someone, that's quite. And and, and he even and one one weird thing is that his like Chris Rock's hands are behind his back, and when he gets slapped, his his uh, like even his hands do not like come to the front, which I think is like, like if anyone. Yeah. 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 Like at least if you have your hands at the back, you would like at least make them like come. Yeah, as if he knew it's coming. As if he knew it's. That could also be a, a normal response for like he yeah. probably was just extremely surprised and stunned. Right. But then if you like, stand to do it like this, like I'm Yeah, like if like if for example if Bulat would stand up and like try to slap you, you'd you'd go like this, you know, like that's your but if you knew it's staged, then maybe you wouldn't do that's it. true. Because because my because my, what I think is that Chris Rock didn't knew that it would just be a slap. Because if someone is coming to you on stage, like believing yeah. this is all not stage, then believing if someone is coming to you at such with such anger and speed and he, and the person has just slapped you, like don't you know that maybe like there's a big chance that they might like start hitting you or punching you like you don't yeah. know they might just go crazy because they are at oscars slapping you on the stage with everyone watching you so nobody knows like the 
Like, I just it, that's the thing which sound a little which looked very different, uh, weird to me. You know that his hands didn't even come to the front when he got slapped. That's a good point. Yeah. I found it odd that so after Chris Rock made that joke about Will Smith's wife, yeah. um, you could see they pan to Will Smith and although what, what's his wife's name? Uh, Jada. Jada. Jade. No. Jada. Um, I think it's Jada. P. Jada Smith. Yeah. She, we can say whatever we want. Will Smith doesn't doesn't listen to this. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, she had a very stern face, right? And she I and I and I wear a helmet whenever I leave my house nowadays. So I'm I'm all set. You guys should start wearing a helmet too. What is that? <laughs> I'm I'm saying when I leave my house nowadays, I wear a helmet. So I'm fine if Will Smith like listens to this. Oh, yeah, that beard. So if he comes in here, and and I have a beard to like. Yeah, dampen the dampen the slap. Yeah. Um, you on the other hand. Will Smith was laughing at the joke. And then all of a sudden he gets up. It's it, I thought it was a little odd how like something in that those two seconds that made him get up and confront Chris Rock. I think it had something to do with this he probably saw Jada's reaction. Yeah. Realized that it hurt her feelings or yeah. it was too far cuz he was laughing at it. I think it's a natural thing. Actually, I don't think it's like from so, Will Smith part. I think it's you no. Know. So, what is that action ever warranted? If your wife or partner, <laughs> do you think no. like it was this chivalry or was this just sort of some toxic? If masculinity? if you ask my opinion, I think that Will Smith would go in prison for five years. Five years in prison. Five years for assaulting someone in front of million people. Imagine you're Chris Rock's son or daughter, and you see your yeah. dad being slapped in it front of everyone. It could be defamation too. Yeah. I think as if I would have come there and I would slap, you know, Chris Rock, I would have went to prison or you know, but he he can do whatever. Yeah, it's also public. It's also like public humiliation that you get yeah, when you humiliation. get slapped on the stage. Like the lawyer, should, you know, contact. It's, now everyone will know Chris Rock not just because how good comedian he is, but because he was slapped by Will Smith. <laughs> yes, yes. For example, how everyone knows that guy Conor McGregor and how he got <laughs> how he got defeated by uh, Khabib. Habib, yeah, yeah. Habib. Dina, Brandon, are you up on that? Mas and I watched it. No, very okay. Okay. Do you do you know Conor McGregor, Brandon? Are you familiar with Conor McGregor? Oh, the I remember the fight. A couple- I was in college when. Okay. I was a couple years. Four hours sophomore year. Sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I remember sophomore that. Year. I was. Sophomore at a party. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we we watched that fight live, and it was really interesting because everyone before the fight, everyone was like, they like Conor McGregor has this huge fan base of like people uh-huh. who go crazy for Conor McGregor, and um, I I always have found that guy like really, uh, stupid, yeah. and I think he's a disgrace to. On whatever the Irish, yeah, yeah, and 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 he said like really terrible things to Khabib and his family before the fight, and yeah. like when Khabib finally like like Khabib put him on a chalk cho- uh, like choke hold or something, and then he like tapped and he gave up. And that was like such a precious moment for me because I was like he deserved to get you know defeated. But then after the end, Khabib but jumped onto the you know the audience and started you know hitting oh yes but then you see it's really similar to will smith situation it's the same like unwarranted like violence you know just unwarranted. random just like random just like random violence it wasn't really random though 
Like, I mean, I mean, you know, like an uns- unsanctioned, unsanctioned. No, no. So, so if, okay, Brandon, if you're not familiar, I'll just give you a brief on what happened. What yeah. Bulat is talking about. Yeah. Uh, so they had this fight, and then Khabib won the fight, and yeah. then after the fight, they both were leaving. And then in like a very WWE kind of fashion, Khabib like jumped the from, the from outside the cage and then like started hitting McGregor after the fight. This was after the fight. And then the cameras where they were all like panned away. Uh, there was Drake in that audience and he just he like ran. Drake ran because he was like, the chaos is happening because in UFC, people didn't expect this. Like this UFC is not like WWE where this is like normal. Yeah. But like Khabib was, Khabib had this so much anger built because uh, Conor McGregor said some really nasty things about his family and everything. And even, even when Khabib's father died of COVID, um, like uh, I think Conor McGregor said, tweeted something really nasty. Like, oh, is, why is Khabib still alive if his father is dead? Or like, uh, like something really bad about Khabib's father, like, which is really like distasteful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why people uh, like, like Conor McGregor so much and they all want to be like him and everything. I don't understand that. Like he might be a decent fighter, but like he's well, a very bad. You can't really like you can definitely we can all acknowledge that Conor McGregor made UFC popular. Though he made UFC popular, it's because of him everyone was watching Khabib McGregor fight. You know. Okay, that's true. That's true. Very good show maker. And, you know. That's true. But, but I think UFC has to understand that the reason why people respect UFC a lot more than say WWE is because they do not get into all these gimmicks of like you know, off-screen fighting or like off-screen drama, like stuff like that. And I think that's uh, that's a bad thing which happened with Oscar too. Like Oscars are supposed to be this more professional mm-hmm. place where these kind of things are not supposed to happen. And then if you look back, um, like there was this incident in Oscar where they declared the wrong film as the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, you remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like they, they had this best picture of the year or something, like best film of the year. And they said the wrong name and something, something like that. And that happened, and then this happened with like. I think it ruins with, reputation. It ruins reputation. And next time something like that happens, no one even cares. The thing. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and uh, these things are happening more and more in Oscars. And I think Oscars are supposed to be like when I was a child. I remember Oscars was supposed to be like a very professionally set wow. event with like very serious people giving like very serious awards. Yeah. But now, like, it's changed so much. And Will Smith can ruin everything. Do you remember like when Will Smith did the YouTube? like a thing rewind you do rewind yeah <laughs> fortnite he did the fortnite thing so bad <laughs> youtube rewind it was very good in 2014 15 if i then became i think that was the most disliked youtube rewind the one with william will smith is the uh-huh. most disliked video on youtube and then they stopped making one really right yeah, yeah. and then um i think for so fine. just last question for you guys and for myself, one million dollar question. One million dollar okay. question is: Would you guys, if you were Chris Rock and Will Smith coming and slapping you, would you slap him back? Manas, I'm asking you for this question. Would you slap him back? Okay, I would not slap him back, but I would also uh, take my hands out from behind my back and like, <laughs> like that's how I would be. Like if even if. Like if I, if I get slapped, I would be like like I would do like this at least to like stop myself from because I don't know if so, if he's slapping me he might come like punch me too like a second after something. Would you so, sue him? Would you sue him afterwards? Yes, of course. For like no, public course. humiliation, <laughs> for public humiliation, battery. He's wealthy, one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Not just about wealthy. It's about like imagine you going on a stage where yes, you prepared your whole jokes and you had this whole set. And your family was probably so proud of you, like watching you live, like hosting the Oscars. And then like this guy comes and slaps you on stage with like, 
like you know it's it's terrible yeah. you know yes over a joke which is uh, which is not even that like uh, like uh, it wasn't that or, joke so yeah. what brand what about you i would definitely i mean i wouldn't slap him back yeah but i would sue him for everything he's got and for everything <laughs> i deserve in that moment everything he took away from me ah uh, okay but i don't think violence should cause violence mahatma gandhi and what <laughs> <Louis Armstrong here. laughs> i would say okay i i have a uh, have a little different question i think like uh, there was this debate on, on twitter where like people a lot of people are like oh it was right that will smith did this because like he was standing up for the, his lady and he was doing this and a lot of people on the other hand like where where i think i put myself is that he even if he wanted to say something he could have went on he, i even understand him going to the stage and going up to him and saying something but the whole thing of like him physically slapping him i think that's really bad i think uh, but there are some people i saw on twitter who are like oh you know this is so good like finally someone yeah yeah, yeah. like what the what happened like a lot of people are like yeah will smith do right like, uh, yeah this is a lot of people said this is good for like feminism that all oh, this like you cannot make jokes on females yeah. and then not expect to get hurt or something like that which i think I was would slap him back guys. i would slap him back would you no actually i'm pretty sure if it actually happened to me i wouldn't because i'll be shook you know because i'm following yeah. the rules i'm the one on the stage actually it's one of my objectives to make sure everyone's in order because i'm on the stage and i'm like yeah. you know you're in control yeah, i'm in control when that happens obviously i'm not but i think some part of me would you know slap him back <laughs> and i think i think that depends i think i think that shows i think that would that would show like your faith in the in the justice system your faith in oscars and how if people would support you or not like if i if i'm at an event where i know that these people are not going to support me and someone comes up to me and slaps me i'm going to slap him back or like fight or something you know right. but if i know that this yeah, yeah, place yeah. where i'm standing at is such a prestigious and yeah. has some security that yeah. i do not have to myself get myself dirty and like yeah. you know yeah. attack that person i definitely you know, think the smart thing i should did for not Yeah. It, it, he was very uh and he was uh what's the word controlling of his emotions and responses that's good that's good all right on this on this present oh, one 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 last thing i would say is that you guys remember that video of like where uh, george uh what's his name george george w bush huh? and he's giving this uh uh like uh press seminar thing and then this one guy takes his shoe off and like throws at him oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. and he ducks away from the shoe like i think that's the kind of reaction which is true because if someone <laughs> is throwing shoe at you you're just not like oh the shoe hit me oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, like ducked away from the shoe the same way with the slap like if someone i don't know that's just, but then our nervous system so weird like our how we react as humans like i never know how someone react to things like it's so hard like Some people have like weird nervous systems, and maybe Chris Rock was just so his guard was just so lowered that he didn't yeah. have that instant reaction. To, that, you know, because like, he didn't expect that he would actually get so pissed off, like that Will Smith yeah. would get so pissed off that he would actually hit. I Or it could also be that the light was so strong that he could not see, like maybe yeah. the light was on him, a yeah, spotlight. He, just he was laughing. He was in the middle of just like he thought maybe yeah. it was some bit or something. Yeah. Or maybe it was fake. We'll never know. All right, guys. It was a nice conversation. Thanks, Manas, for uh, being yep. our guest. Thanks, Manas. Yeah, no problem. Nice. It was fun. It was fun. Fun and very smart conversation. I hope our listeners will learn a lot about about various topics. <laughs> <laughs>
So, and any apologies for anyone if anyone found yeah, yeah, disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. We have just no. Yeah, we have. We take no responsibility for <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes, whatever I said, I take no responsibility. It was all. <laughs> <a joke. laughs> we take anything. Hopefully, the audio. Is yeah, we'll smash. Yeah, an audio. I hope this whole thing was recorded. So. Yeah, hopefully this whole thing was recorded. That'd be 